set up a really great profile. And I mean, really great. Like for guys, I often say to them, think about if you're trying to sell your car on done deal for 5,000 euro more than it's worth. Sorry, okay? that is the best advice. Like, honestly, yeah. like they're just sat on its own. Oh my God. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like when you put it relative, okay? Yeah. I know any lady that's looking at this, right? They're sick of looking at guys holding a fish, right? <laughs> like a dead fish. This is what I caught. It's like, that's all well and good, but we're not going to live on fish. And you better know how to, you better know how to cook that because I'm not gutting it. So that's what the women are thinking when they see the dead fish. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host Connor Finn and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. You know score by now, I know the score by now. And if you don't, go listen to past episodes. There's like 60 out there and they're pretty fucking good if I say so myself. It is a Christmas special guys. And what a show I have lined up for you. On the show this week I sat down for a chat with the astonishing Braid Lofman, Irish matchmaker and dating specialist. You guys have wanted something like this and I fucking provided. We talked about Braid's journey becoming Ireland's number one matchmaker. The do's and don'ts, more importantly, of dating, selling yourself like a car on Tinder and the outrageous stories Braid has experienced from matchmaking the nation. Oh, guys, when I say... What an episode. Maraid is just on top of her game. She is the best crack. I I mean, I, I felt like I was just getting a one-on-one uh, session with her. And I hope you guys get that as well. Because there's a couple of home troops that are dropped in this episode. But without further ado, without spoiling too much for you. It's Christmas. Can't be spoiling too much. Please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with the wonderful Maraid Lachman. Well, welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. On the show this week, I am thrilled to welcome on the wonderful, the glamorous, dare I say, um, Mairead Lachman. How's it going? Great. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I just think it's such an honour when people invite you to be on your podcast. <laughs> I mean, us two big podcasters. Yeah, it's it's nice when it kind of yeah. gets to be putting the other foot for a second and somebody else is saying, yeah, come on, let's I have a chat. I feel like the pressure's off a little bit, so I do, which is crazy because years ago, like, you know, if I was doing interviews or podcasts, I'd be like, oh my God, whereas now... I'm used to being on your side of things, so I'm yeah. like, well, it's up to him now, you know? <laughs> yeah, you lose control. Yeah, you're in the, I'm in the driver's seat now. God, I'm going to have to take yeah. proper care. Jesus. But I mean, Raid, first and foremost, welcome onto the podcast. I'm so glad that you took the time out because you are flat to the mat. Um, if anybody is aware of your work. As an understatement, Connor. As an understatement, yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose if anybody is not aware of your work and why you're so hectic, um, you're you're doing God's work really here. Oh. <laughs> Maybe explain, give us a wee brief introduction to yourself. I suppose your back to- background, what you're known for, Mairead. So my name is Mairead Lachman. I'm a matchmaker, dating specialist, the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking. Ooh. And for the last year, a podcast host. My podcast is called Would Like to Meet. So if anybody is single and into podcasts, you have a listen. Exactly. I mean, I, I mean, it speaks for itself. No, like... I always say that I reach out to, you know, some guests like here and there and it's just with general kind of interest. But as soon as I kind of found your podcast and again, kind of was seeing you dot up around there in media as you're like, I have to speak to this woman. I mean, just <laughs> if if there's one thing in the world that my friends talk about constantly, it is every single day be like, oh, have a crush on this person or, oh, you know, like people are like trying to get back out dating. Obviously, like kind of post the big year, COVID. Yeah. 
this year has been impossible. And like, in fairness, we thought it would come back to mm. a normal state of being able to ask people out and everything. And it hasn't. It hasn't gotten back to that, you know. So dating for anybody that's single for the last two years, like, help us, you know, is, is really kind of, I get so many emails and just the tagline is just help me, <laughs> you know. Well, that's why you're on the show today, because we need some professional advice now. Um, but I suppose... Fabulous. Before we kind of jump into that, Maria, I mean, let's kind of get into, I suppose, how one becomes a matchmaker at Love HQ and kind of is pairing people up. I mean, I know my mother would probably say that she's professional, but you are a literal professional. This is your business. Like, when did you first get into the whole matchmaking arena? Like, was it something that you already always gravitated towards or? Yeah, well, naturally, I've always been setting my friends up and I tend to match people anyway. Like if I'm mm. out and about and say at a night out and I think or hear somebody is in hair and someone's in makeup or something like that, I'm like, oh, I must introduce the two of them, you know, and she's like, well, they really get on well, even as friends, they get on well. Yeah. But I started, you know, as a teenager, I would be setting up my friends. Then it turned out to every time I go to the hairdresser, you know, I had one particular hairdresser, she was single from time to time and I'd be like, you know, come out on Saturday night. I've won the lads for you, you know, whatever. Uh, then I, I went it. off traveling to Australia and I met loads of great guys and girls and I was over there. And I was mm. like, come down to Mullingar. I'm from Mullingar. So I was like, come down to Mullingar. I've loads of people down here. So naturally I have been matching people. And when we'll say my friends and stuff started getting married, I ran out of them. I kind of thought to myself, maybe I'd like to do this a little bit more. Mm. Like I'm quite a chatty and, you know, confident person is what yes. I would say. And I just thought to myself, what? must it be like for someone that's nervous not mm. confident you know or maybe has a little bit of trauma or whatever it is in their life that might be holding them back from dating mm. so I just said right here it goes uh, I you know decided I dipped my toe in the water but I kind of expected it to be a side business originally if yeah. I'm honest and very quickly I had to give up my full daytime like I was managing oh. a company so I was with like 30 40 staff in it Jesus. over two different con- continents and I'm like okay I have to go I, like, <laughs> I, I have another business here you know so it, it it just exploded is the only way I can describe it Jesus so it went from yeah as you said you know getting your mates match up together obviously this is quite natural thing that came to you and obviously you, there's clearly a market that was begging for someone like you to step in and say look we're out here desperately trying to find some kind of love and you said no the bother I'll fucking I'll get you sorted yeah <laughs> yeah like let's do it let's go you know yeah. so I started with the one-to-one matchmaking and I realized mm. very quickly that a lot of my clients were only single because they didn't get to meet new people outside their own social circle mm. so and it's still always the same you know if you very often for a lot of my clients all they need is the introduction they just mm. need the this is John, this is Mary sort of thing. Mm. And they're off, you know, and and it is very often just an introduction. But so I decided to set up these dating events called a table for six, where I mm. sent three single ladies and three single men on group dinner dates. I launched that on a Friday evening of a May bank holiday weekend, like four and a half years ago now. Um, and on the Sunday of the bank holiday weekend, the Irish Independent rang me and they said, can we, because I put a like a boost ad on Facebook and, you know, 50 euro. Sure. Yeah somebody books over the weekend you know I have clients that might like to do it uh, the, the, the the ticket sales started flying in and on the Sunday or so the Sunday the Irish Independent got in contact me and said will you come on can you will you do uh, an interview with us and we'll put you in the paper tomorrow which is the Monday of the bank holiday weekend and then on the Tuesday morning I was on Ryan Tuberty's show <laughs> for three minutes and 42 seconds 
And about 10 minutes later, I had to take the phone number off the website and I didn't put it back on for six months. It was that insane. Jesus. Three minutes and 42 seconds on Ryan Toberty. Frig. <laughs> yeah. You were sorted for the year. You're like, yeah, that's grand. No problem. <laughs> I was sorted for the last five years. Like, feel like I saw you. I heard you on Ryan Toberty. I'm like, brilliant. So no, it was fantastic. It really was. And, you know, I tried... Um, I sorry, I got invited then onto lots of different things. So I was on Miriam mm. Callahan show on a Saturday night. I was on like two FM. Mm. I was on lots of radio shows all over the country then as well. Yeah. So it did kind of escalate. So within three months of launching the dating events table for six, I had eight thousand people on the waiting list, uh, which was just uh, of a whole Mental. I, I never I never would have imagined it. Um, But realistically, my my real passion is one-to-one matchmaking. And Mm. I think that's, you know, and I have gravitated back to that. And luckily, I had gravitated back to that because with COVID last year, um, at Table for Six, obviously, we have to to put it on pause. And we're going to continually put it on pause Mm. uh, until 2022. But that was when it really exploded. But it's one-to-one private matchmaking is what I specialize in, really. Yeah, I suppose that's one of my main kind of questions as well is obviously you're juggling so many people. Everybody is completely different personalities. Well, in terms of they have their own stories, they have their own backgrounds. People, I think, are obviously looking for specific things to find. Or I, I, I yeah. how do you go about finding two people? Like, is it two people that reach out to you that maybe say and you're working off your own database? Or how, how far do you kind of spread this to find so, the right person for the right one? First of all, I cover all Ireland, okay? Um, I probably don't have as many clients in Northern Ireland, but I do tr- cover mm-hmm. all of Ireland. Um, then I just people book a consultation with me. I meet them. I meet every single one of my clients in person. So even during lockdown, I did do Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still met with them in person in my office or in different locations around the country before arranging their date. So mm-hmm. like during consultation, I get to know them, the type of person they'd like to meet. And then anything else that I feel myself with to match them. So you know, some deal breaker questions would be like whether or not you'd like to have children. Like that's mm. going to be a definite whether you're going right or left. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a whole different category. <laughs> um, other questions then that can be deal breakers is smoking. I have very few clients that smoke and I have very few clients that would like to meet smokers. So if you really? are a smoker and you're in the single world, I would nip that in the literally in the butt <laughs> uh, very quickly. So I would, you know, and and really, you know, and don't lie about it um, because if you're out on the night out, you're, you know, like socially people are going to gravitate towards just be yourself but like if at all possible it's not good for your health it doesn't look good and if you're single a lot of people don't like it yeah so things like that age obviously is a factor some people don't mind dating a little bit older a little bit younger other people are quite um what would we say quite stuck on age things then as well like location I travel I cover people all over the country like you know but people are only going to be willing to travel so far. So mm. I have my office in Dublin on Merrion Square and I meet all my clients. So it's fine in the centre of Dublin, basically. But I also meet people in Galway, Cork, Limerick, Kilkenny and Mullingar. So in the last <laughs> week, I have been in Limerick, Kilkenny, Cork, as in Cork on Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday all day. Uh, I was in Mullingar all day yesterday and like it's uh, all the travelling that goes in between and all the matchmaking i arranged what was it, about 36 dates already for this weekend sorry oh my dog god in the so it's it's busy you know but the feedback is good and people i can't i do never say i'm like i never say nor i never would even suggest that i have a 100 percent success rate nobody yeah. can if that was the case i'd be richer than richer than jeff bezos like my little <laughs> amazon for people as we yeah. you know 
But uh, no, that's definitely not the case. Because so much is in the background then with science mm. and chemistry. But the fundamentals are there. We're looking at what type of person you'd like to meet, whether or not you want to have a family, mm. what type of lifestyle. So if somebody's a lot more active a lifestyle, mm. they're better off to date someone else that's mm. active. If somebody is works a long hours, they need to be with someone that understands that they work long hours. Mm. So, you know, I would have a good gauge as to what type of people will work together. Yeah. I suppose as well, as part of this, I mean, obviously you're dealing with so many demographics, but especially um, for, I suppose, people my age, you know, very early 20s, it's became such a big thing for people, you know, to try and meet people. It's always online. It's always, you know, you're, I feel like we feel a little bit lost in our kind of way that we work around. Like I yeah. made so many friends or just be like, like I'm on Tinder again or Hinge or we're reliant on apps. And funny enough, when you're talking about smoking there as well, whenever you do go to nights out, I mean, I have friends that wouldn't even touch a cigarette, but just for that kind of calmer sense or where they can go away I to know. chat, that kind of way. So I'm wondering, oh, would you deal with a lot of, I suppose, uh, younger clients in that kind of regard? Yeah, or I Yeah, I think... And I actually feel very sad for people that are in their 20s dating. And the reason I feel like this is because if you think of it, Tinder and online dating, like Tinder is around for 10 years. But realistically, when it came socially acceptable in Mm. Ireland was only in the last seven or eight years. So like realistically, you don't know dating any other way, really, than an underage disco at this stage. (laughs) I genuinely believe the worst thing that has happened to dating is online dating. Okay, now on the same breath as that, before everybody starts like going, oh my God, amazing, she's given me permission to delete my app. I'm also going to say to you, that is the way people date now. So it's like you saying to me, I just don't like sending text messages. I don't like, just don't like, you know, social media, Mm. Uh, but I have my own business, whatever. Like, get with it, okay? (laughs) It's kind of like anybody that would like to find a job telling me they don't like doing interviews. Yeah. You're not going to find a job, okay? So you can sit in your hands or you can put in proper effort and I mean proper effort for two or three months and then you will be where you want to be or you can go on one date for the next seven or eight months you can talk to this person talk to that person and then actually never meet up with them and still be none the wiser and none the better seven or eight months down the line exhausted and nothing will have happened Mm. so if you're going to do it do it properly so one set up a really great profile and I mean really great like for guys I often say to them Think about if you're trying to sell your car on done deal for 5,000 euro more than it's worth. Sorry, okay? that is the best advice. Like, honestly, yeah. like, they're just sat on its own. Oh, my God. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, it, like, when you put it relative, okay? Yeah. You know, I know any lady that's looking at this, right? They're sick of looking at guys holding a fish, right? <laughs> like a dead fish. This is what I caught. It's like, that's all well and good, but we're not going to live on fish. And you better know how to, you better know how to cook that because I'm not gutting it. So that's what the women are thinking when they see the dead fish. Okay. Okay. Second of all, then, if you have in your profile photograph a selfie in front of the urinal, if there's a urinal anywhere <laughs> in your background, delete the picture now. Okay? Is that is that a common one? Oh my god! Yeah, like it's obviously that's the only place they have full length mirrors in like men's bathrooms, you know. Uh, and especially if somebody's going to the toilet behind you, definitely delete. Okay? Mm, not Actually, ideal. Just delete the photograph completely from your phone. <laughs> Next of all, then, um, I would say is a huge amount of guys. And actually, I'm recording a podcast this Monday with Louis Copeland. You know the tailor in Dublin? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm talking about how to, what to wear on a date for men, okay? And mm. I have a lady as well, uh, Yvonne from Y-Style as well. She's going to be on the podcast. 
Um, yes, and actually, one of the things I'm going to say to her is, do you know the amount of guys that have tried on a suit in your shop to take a photograph for their online dating profile? Because so many guys go into shops, put on a suit, or maybe are shopping for a, a you know, best man or uh-huh. a groomsman or something. Not groomsman. I hope they're not shopping for groomsman. Then online dating. <laughs> but, um, you know, shopping for a suit and take a selfie and the tag is literally still hanging off. And you can see all oh, the suits. And it's like, God. is this guy not able to afford a suit or what's going on? So mm. at least own the suit or at least don't make it look like you're selling a shop. So all those different things. So think about, OK, how are you going to sell yourself online? Mm-hmm. The best thing to do, as I said, is think about trying to sell a Karen Dunn deal for 5,000 euros more than it's worth. OK, you're going to shine it up. You're going to take photographs from the right angles. You're going to probably bring it out to the lake. I did this recently. That's why. Bring it out <laughs> to the lake and have a nice scenic route. In the back. You're going to do nothing short than light candles in the car. OK, and set <laughs> yeah. the table for a romantic, like, you know. So this is what's going to happen. So it has to be the same for online dating. Next, what I would say is if you have anything on your profile, it's like, if you're not vaccinated, swipe left. I don't talk stupid or something mm. like this. You know, some people are putting up these kind of passive aggressive things or it's like, um, don't text me unless you're going to say, uh, you know, start with a good thing. Start mm. with a good chat up line or something. Mm. Take all the negativity away. We're happy people. We enjoy our life. We're positive. We're forward thinking. We're going to achieve the world. We're not going to be grumpy, uh, you know, on a Monday morning. We're going to be the person that's like, yay, it's Monday morning. Let's get out of bed. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm not saying be fake, but I am saying be the very best version of yourself. Put up four or five photographs. If it's a group photograph, make sure it's not the very first one because there's nothing worse than like if you're swiping through Tinder and you're thinking, like, oh my God, he's hot. And then you like go on, you're like, Oh, oh, he's, he's not the guy. I it was a friend. Yeah, yeah. He was a friend. Yeah. <laughs> so all of those things are really important when it comes to to Tinder and everything. Also, I would say is start with a really nice message. Hey, love your profile. You seem like a very interesting person. We'd love to chat sometime. Mm. Straight in with something like that. It's supposed to hi. You know, uh, just yeah. kind of separates a little bit from the rest, uh, which is which is obviously important as well. And Maria, I know there's going to be a lot of guys out there that are, I mean, definitely this will probably be high on their priority list, as you're saying in the caption there. How important is it to um, indicate your actual height in the caption? Uh, six foot, no uh, if, if that matters. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always that like, oh, apparently that matters kind of thing. It's- <laughs> yeah, well, what I will say to you is the only online dating should only be used as a, a way of meeting mm. someone to actually meet in real life. Like mm. try and meet them within the first week. So if you're going to say like if you're five foot seven, you're saying you're six foot. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be meeting them in the next week if you're dating properly. <laughs> um, and you should be kind of putting pressure, not pressure, but you should be like, come on, like let's go and meet. Yeah. Um. So what I would say is put your height if you want. If it's if it's something that a lot of people uh, have said to you before mm, and kind of disappeared and everything, maybe put it in. Uh, like. What do they say is I actually was listening to a podcast with a psychologist recently and mm-hmm. they were saying that um, guys lie about, about their height and women lie about their weight. So, mm-hmm. you know, what I would say is everybody should just be normal. But I will also say for men and women, stop with the superficial bullshit. Like, you know, height is superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there needs to be a certain level of attraction. But like we're, we're dating in Ireland. OK, so if you were like looking at Instagram models and you're expecting to get like some hon from Brazil or something like that, that's all well and good if you're not living down 
Ballygo wherever down in the <laughs> back end of whatever county of Ireland because one road in and one road out mm. so like be realistic or you're going to be single for a long time there's amazing people out there uh, and people come in all shapes and sizes and heights and and everything so what I would say is just be realistic be realistic about yourself mm. be um and be comfortable in who you are there's three main things that are going to be the difference between you being successful in dating and not successful in dating one is your mindset so if you're thinking to yourself, oh, you know, people, the girls that I want only mm. want a tall guy. It's like somebody saying to you, you know, don't think about the yellow car. And the next thing you're going to see is the yellow car. Yeah. If that's all you're going to come across. OK, but if you think to yourself, OK, I'm a fantastic person. I could offer so much into a relationship. I'm going to be the most positive I can be. And like, let's go do this. And like, you know, I'm going to have a bit of an adventure realistically I might have to date 15 20 people to meet my person but mm. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to have fun and even if I don't like someone on a date I'm going to enjoy myself so mm. that's a really good mindset to be going into with dating second of all the most important thing when it comes to dating as well would be being completely comfortable with who you are okay mm. physically mentally your job how much money you use you you earn everything like that what I would say is if there's something in your life that you would like to change concentrate on that and change it okay so a lot of people have said they put up a bit of weight over covid you know if it's that important to you that it's holding you back or slowing you down in any area of your life concentrate on that area of your life first of all mm. but being completely comfortable in who you are now i do have a podcast with jerry hussey i'm sure a lot of your listeners know about him performance coach and we do talk about this and how important it is to be comfortable in yourself a lot of people when they're dating i am saying be the best version of yourself but a lot of people try and be something they're not. Yeah. Men can very often lie. So they can end up telling you they earn a lot more money than they are. They can um, say they're a lot taller than they are. As I said, ladies with weight and um, all of these different things. But like, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Why are, why are you lying? You know, if you feel like you need to lie, why are you feeling you need to lie? Do you feel like you're inadequate? Uh, that's something to do with your own self-esteem than the person on the other side of it. And if somebody says to you how tall you're like, what does it, is it really important? On a scale of one to ten, how important is it? And like straight away, somebody like, oh, actually, you know what? It's not. So I would say is that. And third of all, have fun and be fun. That's the three most important things when you're on your starting out in your dating adventure. I yeah, I mean, geez, I feel like. I can't believe I'm getting a one-to-one coach here. <laughs> but no, but Jenny, it's it's almost like state, like the really obvious things, but I feel like everybody is just kind of fumbling through being like, everybody's aware of these situations, aware of like, okay, I need to be comfortable with myself or I need to kind of be in the right area or right mindset to meet someone. Like, yeah. and I want to go into this fully prepared yeah. that I am looking for a relationship. But I mean, it's not until you kind of break down into those little quarters and say, you know, maybe... Let's, let's, let's make sure that this is what you're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. Because I know on the flip side of this, I have a lot of friends that maybe have been serial daters since they were teenagers right up until their mid-20s. And it, they never seem to find the right person for them. Is there, mm-hmm. I suppose, what would the advice kind of be, I suppose, for those kind of people? Would it be, again, to go like, right, maybe now isn't the time to date. Maybe it's time to go back and focus on yourself for a little bit. Or, because a lot of times I feel like it's, uh, it's almost kind of, a reliance on being like, oh, I've always been in a relationship. I need to be with somebody else. It, or is that yeah. almost kind of part of the whole dating scheme, as you said, to be like going on plenty of them? Yeah, if anybody really needs to be in a relationship and jumps from one to the next, mm. I would be very cautious about how much they need to have somebody in their life. Mm. Like I would say to them, are you not comfortable in being in your own company, in your own skin? 
do you need to have somebody there is it mm. a self-esteem issue is it a safety issue uh, you know anything like that I would also like to say actually for a lot of people that are your age what happens and I've seen a lot of this is sometimes they can have a really intense relationship in their early 20s so they mm. might have dated someone from their 16 to 23 or 24 and they really decide think to themselves I'm going to marry this person this is going to be the person of my dreams mm-hmm. very often when it doesn't work out it's actually like a trauma it's like they've lost a family member. It's like somebody has died in their life or they've lost a part of themselves. And very often that person can end up being single for maybe seven, eight, nine years and come to me in their 30s and maybe haven't been on a date in a while or it's just not working out. So if there is anybody out there that has been in a long-term relationship and uh, you know and it's broken up with somebody, I would probably suggest they go and see a counsellor and go and speak to somebody. Um, and you know sometimes like what's well, only it was only kind of like puppy love or whatever no it's not it's like a trauma in their life it's like you're grieving this person and possibly grieving what you thought it was going to be so if there is anyone out there I would really recommend going to a counsellor and talking that through and getting back out dating again okay don't let it go over a year when you're in your 20s and your 30s of not going on dates I also say you should be going on at least one date a month which is really important but Connor, will you remind me of your question there? Because I did want to say that that's a little bit. Oh, people that are serial daters or have been going on a lot of dates. Yes. yes. That's it. So what I would say to those people is, why is it not sticking? The average person dates on average about 14 or is talking to about 14 people at a time online dating. Mm. So you're never going to be happy. Far honestly, that Brazilian model we were talking about lands in, you know. What I'm yeah. going to say is, Somebody, okay, that the, say it's a guy and he wants to date a, a lady. Okay, so we'll just talk about heterosexual for a moment. Like, there's oh, one lady is going to be really thin and she's going to be a fabulous body. The next lady is going to be, like, blonde. The next lady is going to have beautiful dark hair. The next lady is going to have a really great personality. The next lady is going to have a rich daddy. What? I don't know why that matters to some guys are, that appeals to them. You know, <laughs> and what? somebody's going to be funnier, skinnier, mm. earns more money, whatever it is, okay? But nobody is going to tick every box. So mm. you literally jump from one person to one person to one person, but their mind is somewhere else. So what I really say is, yes, we should be doing a little bit of dating, but we should sit down and decide what type of person would I like to meet and why mm. have I put these boundaries in place? Again, part of what I do in my podcast is I talk to experts and ask them, you know, in their opinion. So I've had neuroscientists on, I've had life coaches, I've had psychotherapists, I've talked to counsellors on how to date with people with mental health issues we've had all lots of different things but one thing that's very very clear is that people are unconsciously dating which is you know um they're kind of dating people that's expected of them in society as opposed to dating them for them so why do we go for someone that's taller now there is a little bit of science behind it in that men like to date ladies that are a little bit smaller and ladies like to date guys that are a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the protective thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or like it's the same with age. Ladies like to date guys that are a little bit older and um, guys like to date ladies that are a little bit younger. Now, it's not always the case, but it tends to be. Mm-hmm. So I really think that a lot of people should sit down and think, what type of person am I looking for? And even if you want to use like an online dating site as a guide, mm-hmm. age, hair color, religion all those things what's important what's not important and then also asking yourself but why do I want a blonde hair lady yeah like why do I want a brown hair lady so consciously deciding 
about the type of person you would like to date and also why. It might stop a lot of that repetitive going on 15 dates in a year and still not getting anything on the back of it. Mm -hmm. I suppose, yeah, that's the best. Again, I mean, this is like just killer advice for like I feel like the amount of conversations I've had especially over the last year for even friends that have just went from one relationship or maybe somebody was like I just can't find anybody I'm just not yeah. able to go out there or the people that mm-hmm. I'm, I am matching with saying these apps it just isn't clicking whenever I meet them in real life and I suppose it's analyzing what is the what's the target here what's the end goal what you're looking from it like it's, it's, it's constantly asking why about these situations that you're being you know why am I going to all these states? Or maybe why am I being so picky about yeah. certain things? It is. It's, it's literally just analyzing your own kind of self and going, okay, well, you know, I, I also have a part to play in this. It's not always the person that I'm going on dates with that, you know, could always be like, you know, the issue. They I may will be tell you, it's it's usually if things are not working out, if you're single and you don't want to be single, the problem is with you. Mm. If you are going on dates and you don't like any of the people you're going on dates with, the problem is you. Very often, I am, people come back to me then as well, and they say to me, we got on really well on the date. I don't know why he doesn't want to meet me again, or I just don't know why she doesn't want to meet me again. Mm. It's when I, I hear both sides of the stories. When I ask them, why do you not want to meet with that other person again? You, I, I believe you got on really well on the date. Or they might even say to me, we got on so well on the date, but I don't want to meet them again. And when I ask them why, it's normally nothing to do with the other person. Yeah, it's actually normally something to do with themselves, like the most random stuff. But things like he looked quite like my dad when he smiles. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, this, this, Lovely. It's been the craziest stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not over my ex. Obviously, is a normal enough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if uh, I would like to be with someone forty-five minutes away. I tried to as well set up a lady in Waterford and she said but I, I just don't like anybody from Wexford I was like <laughs> okay okay and is there a particular reason no I just don't like people from Wexford and I yeah. was like okay well would we find that because he literally takes every other single box like has yeah, yeah, yeah. strong is he's pretty hot are you sure you don't want to meet this guy uh yeah <laughs> so it's normally nothing to do with when somebody doesn't want to meet you it's normally nothing to do with you mm. we need to really consciously think about what do I want why do I want that and um, what blocks am I putting in place uh, I also say you should be going on at least one date a month I yeah. would sing this every single day you're not actually dating so if you say you're exhausted from dating and you've only been on two dates this year you're not dating yeah. you're tipping away I could say a ruder word you're freaking around basically you're not actually you know doing anything <laughs> it's like honest to god if you lost your job in the morning and you need a new job within the next three months you're going to be like okay blast it out like if you have okay if you have a holiday booked say you're going to COVID is gone you're going to New York with the guys in February and you lose your job today don't tell me you're not going to have another job by Christmas you are going to have a job and you're going to be like and do you know what I'm going to level up here next I need extra money for that trip to, to whatever Vegas, yeah. New York whatever it is okay same with dating if you then said to your mates I'm going to have to cancel it because you know I'm flat out applying for jobs here mm-hmm. how many of you applied for like one but you know yeah. I haven't heard back from them yet and they, I don't know if they want to go you know me to come for an interview or whatever <laughs> you are going to honestly there's going to be 20 jobs applied for that week that day 
it's the best way to put it is just think of it in a context that makes sense for yeah you where it's be like right yeah. you know what it's dating it's nothing else it's nothing else you know different from whatever else you know as i said with a job or a holiday it's literally just dating and you need to treat it the same way if you're serious about get it get on it yeah get on, get on it. it yeah jesus but have fun <laughs> yeah most importantly <laughs> i'm a god weird of course yeah, but absolutely. i suppose um i suppose like you have been been doing this for a while now. I mean, you have seen the madness, the goodness, everything around the sun, I imagine. Have there been any major standout moments that kind of came from this life in the industry as a matchmaker that I suppose you never imagined could have happened? Like, I honestly didn't think that this would have been a full business. If I'm mm. honest, I was work, I worked as a financial advisor for seven years. I used to advise doctors on their personal and business finance, like pensions, <laughs> investments. You don't get like less, exciting than that you know um and then I was managing a company with as I said 30 40 people working in it and I decided I wanted to do this part-time and I remember being at my friend's hen party which I had organized I was the bridesmaid at it and I was speaking to two girls on it uh and I kind of said to them at that stage um you know I think I'm going to setting up a dating agency like because I think it's really wanted in Ireland I you know and at the time yeah. I was single and I was like I think I'm going to set up a dating agency and the two of them both successful in business turned to me and were like, uh, really, like, you have a pretty good job there, you know, like you're, yeah. like you're managing an entire company, you're like you're, you're comfortable, like I wouldn't be giving up that for anything, and I said, no, I really think there's good business in it, I said, I think it's really needed, and I don't think, you know, it's, it's being done properly, uh-huh. is what I actually said, uh, since that, one of those ladies is now my solicitor, um, so... <laughs> There we go. And the other lady uh, has sent at least three friends to me. Oh, my God. Well, then, sure. So if you look at it, and like, they're the ones that if I put something on Instagram, they're like liking. One girl shared something that I had recently. And she's like, this is my friend, Mairead. I was something, I don't know, I was on media for something. Yeah. She's like, this is my friend, Mairead, and everything. And all her mates were saying, oh, wait a second. Uh, is your, are you leaving your husband? She's like, no, no, it's my friend, Mairead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, they're very supportive, but at the same time, people have said don't do it. So that was definitely it. Uh, also, as well, like I never thought that I'd have my own podcast. I was number one in the podcast charts for relationships last Christmas. I'm hoping to do it again this year. Ooh. But like, you know, had COVID not come, I wouldn't have had time to yeah. develop that stuff. I last year got my like with my office now on Marion Square in Dublin. Like a dream to have, like, like the, and the office is amazing. Um, to be working out of that office is so so lovely um, and I'm working on a book at the moment um, oh for Jesus just, but the best part and I would tell you the very best part of what, what I do is the babies okay so like I know we're talking about dating and Tinder dates uh-huh. so it might be a little bit further down the line but I have honestly this month alone actually today was like you know now it's not but like uh-huh. last month yeah, I had a couple ring me that I just hadn't spoken to in eight and nine, well, probably about 11 12 months um, I'd set them up at the beginning of the pandemic and they he contacted me and he said like hi Marie, do you have any like nice ladies in your book and I was like no don't tell me you broke up and he was like no we had twins and I was like sorry what I didn't even know you were pregnant you know <laughs> so they had twins and another couple last week have just had their second baby oh um, my god introduced them and I only introduced them three years ago they're engaged so what I would say is, like, I have so many couples that are getting married, having babies, mm. also moving in together. I get the loveliest messages and photographs of mm. people that have just met their other half's family. That's the best part. And that's bigger than any other reward is that feeling yeah. like I'm often sitting here at my desk and like you get a photograph of a baby and it's like, 
meet whoever, you know, and honestly, every time, without fail, I always cry. Stop it. Well, I mean, always. what else are you <laughs> I know, but it's just so, it's, I, like, I'm honoured to be a part of so many people's love story, their life story. Like, yeah. I would consider so many clients, my friends on the back of this. I mm-hmm. end up going to like weddings, but anonymously being down the back. And I'm like, what do you do for like, <laughs> I work in events. Uh, like, yeah. you wouldn't be here so without me but I work in events you know and I, I'm very happy for it to be kept secret very happy because a lot of people don't like to say how they met I was gonna say you must get a lot of invites to like the likes of weddings christenings yeah everybody's yeah. just being like well how'd you meet uh our our friend Rage yeah she's just uh yeah, it's funny yeah. it's not that yeah grand <laughs> also as well on Saturday night if I'm heading out in Dublin I am often like literally land to Dublin or you know going somewhere and the girls are like well, we go to this bar and I'm like eh, no we can't go there and they're like why and I'm like eh, I may have two people going on a date there now at seven o'clock uh, <laughs> and it's only ever happened once I'm really conscious of this because I could have like 80 people out on a date on any given weekend all around yeah. Ireland like I mean the most like westerly tip of Cork to like yeah. the northest port- point of Donegal and all throughout Dublin it's only ever happened to me once that I was out with my friend in Nace. And next thing, um, she said, come on, we go into this bar. And I said, yeah, fine. And I walked into the bar and like, he, like there's the couple like literally standing at the bar. <laughs> and I just went back out the door and she was like, I was ringing her, going come out. But actually the guy came out and was like, you don't need to leave. And I said, oh my God, I didn't know you were going to be here. Like I sent you to a different bar because this is the bar I always go to when I'm in Nace with my friend. And so it was great. I just sent them over drinks and they had a great night and they were dating for a while afterwards, which is great as well. So it was just funny, you know? Yeah, yeah. You you just just have to keep your towels where we're going to go. But like, honestly, on a Saturday night, I'm like, I'm like, where can I go tonight? You know? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, all amazing things that have came from this. I suppose it sounds kind of silly to even ask, but like, have there been any horror stories kind of that have came from such a... It's, yeah. I mean, it seems like you're just so ecstatic and excited and, you know, have such a path for it. Is there any downside to being that person, like, in people's no, lives? There, do you know what? There hasn't been any downsides. I suppose that's why people come to me, so there isn't a downside. Like, everybody that comes to me has fun. Now, mm. you, it's very important I manage people's expectations. And sometimes, regardless of how much I manage their mm. expectations, like, you're getting messages from them going, oh, my God, I'm so excited to be my husband. And you're like, remember we talked about I don't have a 100% success rate I am only going to send you out and date the people that I think are said well you still have to date them so if you're like jumping on them going oh my god you're my husband on the first date probably not mm. going to work out so it's like <laughs> calm yourself so managing people's expectations people can be then as well I, I suppose the worst part is um when you have a couple that you really think are going to work well and it doesn't but for something stupid yeah. like sometimes it can be so so stupid like um, Waxford. <laughs> they're from Waxford, yeah. Or his mom, whatever. You know, his mom is always in the house, and like you know, or something silly like that. Yeah. It's, it's a conversation. It's communication breakdown. Um, just silly things like that. That it, they really should work, and it doesn't. It's very frustrating. I, I, that's probably the the most horror story. Now, look, I as much as I get really fabulous people I get all sorts of people like let's face it you know like if you work in um Centra you're going to get meet all sorts of clients I meet all sorts of clients well I would love to say they're all fantastic and all amazing but like I do get the broad spectrum of people I'm kindly going to say some people are single for a reason I will give them advice where I can but there's you know sometimes there needs to be a little bit of tweaking done 
I can't take on everybody unless they're going to, you know, if I feel the need to follow my advice and they're not going to, mm-hmm. I can't. Some people come to me and they're like, can you just put me straight into three months into a relationship? And I'm like, no, you have to date. And also the dating part is the best part. And they're like, well, I yeah. hate that part. And it's like, well, then stay single. You know, and you have to. I love to this so effort. cutthroat. You're being like, but, well, you like... but I have to manage people's expectations. I'm not going to say to them, right, okay. So next door to my office is a wedding dress shop. You go in and pick that out. You know, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about real people, real life. And when people oh, start getting a little bit too ahead of themselves I have to say to them okay calm down you know yeah and I suppose like have there been any like major names or like because I know that you've mentioned um in the podcast well that obviously people are sometimes very busy sometimes you know it's uh people that are like um you know high profile clients has there been any yeah. ones that you have uh can personally take uh you know ownership for be like I mean Vogue you're welcome uh, <laughs> oh we're not allowed to say no, of course so, not. Oh, come my, on, Brian. No, my matchmaking service is 100% confidential, and that's why it works, is it is. Uh-huh. But I remember actually a while back, I was speaking to like a proper, like high up detective. He was actually in, detective. in G-Stock, actually. In, in, like, yeah, it was, it was works for G-Stock, basically, for okay. the right? And I remember being at something, I was chatting away to him, and he was like, what do you do for a living? And I was like, I, I'm a professional matchmaker. And he's like, oh my God, that must be really fascinating. And I was like, it is, it's really fascinating. And he said to me, um, we're chatting away over and back. And he's like, what sort of clients get? And I said, I'm not going to tell him. He goes, but you're like, look at the job I'm doing. Of course you can tell me. Like that. And I was like, no, dash protection, confidentiality, definitely not happening. And I said, but I could tell you this, I could probably bring down this country faster than COVID if somebody got their hands on my phone. And he burst out <laughs> laughing, you know. But I honestly, this is it. This is the magic phone, holds all the secrets. So it does, you know, it's a little black phone. I do have yeah. a little black book, I have a little black phone. And honestly, <laughs> that has a lot, a lot of secrets. I should probably change it six, every six months and destroy it, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Get a burner or something like that. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah that, exactly. that's it. That, that could be dangerous in the wrong hands. Exactly. That's it. But no, I will say to you, I have lots of people on TV, radio, some sports stars, um, a lot of like professions then as well that would need to be like, a lot of solicitors and barristers and stuff that they really couldn't have their face online, you know, just because of high profile face, uh, high profile um, court cases, like medical professionals, dentists, you name it. And then I have teachers, farmers, like there is no, anybody is welcome here. And it doesn't matter what background they're coming from, gay or straight, what age they are, what part of Ireland they're in how much experience they have. Some people have had very little dating experience. Some people have been married three times. It doesn't matter. It's a completely safe and open environment. And I know we've talked today and it's quite cutthroat and everything. I'm very empathetic to people and their story. That's why I do what I do. But I am also realistic, okay? So that if, you know, if they come to me to say, I want to meet somebody for dating and and I think to myself, you're very negative or you're very mopey or something. I'm going to say Mm -hmm. to them, you need to smile more. You need to turn up your energy, you know, this is the things that are going to work for you. Like I will help them on their journey. I'm not going to be rude to them, but I am going to be kindly straight with them is what I would say, because they have come to me. I might be the only person that's able to change their life because they might give up after talking to me. So I take the time with them. Absolutely. And I suppose I'm so conscious, sorry, just of the time and the fact that you are flat to the mat. My God, just uh, matchmaking Ireland. Um, (laughs) But I suppose, Mairead, I suppose, like, what does the future hold for yourself? I mean, when's a TV show coming out? That's what I want to know. Is there any well, actually, big things? I just, 
just before oh. lockdown, I did a pilot for RT, but it didn't go ahead because COVID. So look, I don't know if TV is the way to go for me. I kind of like to keep under the radar. I know I have my mm. own podcast. And actually, I even thinking about it last week, I recorded a podcast with Sexology last week. And I'm really thinking to myself, I must edit that. And I must edit that. I was way too comfortable during that conversation, if I'm honest. So there <laughs> needs to be a little bit to take it out, you know. Um, but what I would say is, look, the... I really want to continue with my podcast. If anybody ever wants to sponsor it, that's fine. I'm sure you wouldn't mind a bit of sponsorship yourself, Connor. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, no, look, um, you know, last year was huge. Getting an office in Dublin and launching my own podcast and getting to number one uh, was just absolutely fantastic. Um, I think in the next in the next year, definitely a book. I have it all planned out. I just need to have a little bit of time to do it. Uh, I kind of like breaking this. Maybe bring back one or two weeks of lockdown. We can sort that out, you know. But um, I definitely as well, I have new dating events that I really want to launch. I wanted to launch them last year. I'm hoping as well to launch bigger into Northern Ireland, if I'm honest, and uh, potentially London. I think there's a huge amount of Irish, uh, Irish living over there and it would be aimed at the Irish market. Mm-hmm. People that either work a lot over there or that would like to move home. So the world's oyster. But in saying that, like when I get an idea in my head, we've got a 48 hour turnaround and we're let launch, you know, so anything can happen. <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah. Maria, it has been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I, I have no doubt that uh, it's everything's just going to go up and up with this. It sounds like you've already had a fucking whirlwind already. But like, just thank you so much for taking the time out of your ridiculous schedule. I don't even know where you're jetting off to next. Um, and yeah, sitting down for me uh, and having a wee chat. Honestly, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been a pleasure <laughs> chatting with you. I, lo- I love, honestly, I love chatting with you. And, and I wish here, you the very best of your podcast as well. And here, Maria, if people are enthralled with this chat today and they want to find you where can they find you all your bits and pieces give you a follow like where can they get yeah. what's the how do they get into that little black phone yeah that's it so lovehq.ie um i normally start the consultation they can go from there but if anybody just is looking for general dating advice follow me on instagram lovehq.ie like in my stories every week i have questions you can ask me directly um and a lot of people say it you know even if it's not relevant for them now they get into the right mindset for dating that they're like you know i'm not putting up a bullshit or whatever so follow me there on instagram and then listen to my podcast as well you know um it's called would like to meet it's on all platforms but if you go onto my website at love hq you'll see there's a whole link to my podcast there as well and that's where you can keep up to everything Maria love hq <laughs> and find love of your life i mean god that's that's all i need to do i feel like Happy. after this i'm ready to go out and take the world by storm now my god i think we need to put out a little bit of plug is there anybody there that is listening to this podcast that would like to date connor oh, yeah you know? well yeah just I, I encourage them every week they just <laughs> that's it. yeah yeah well if, if you're a little bit shy about coming forward give me a shout and we'll put you in touch I love it. I mean, Jesus, that's, that's one, one for all. <laughs> well, here, Maria, have yourself a lovely evening and thanks so much. I wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much, Connor. Thank you. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. Please remember to support the podcast by giving us a like, comment, share, subscribe, and a five-star rating on whatever Let'sin platform you are on. Honestly, all that stuff genuinely does help and you can also support us by giving me a follow on socials i'm on facebook instagram twitter youtube all of them can't remember there's just type in finterviews finterviews podcast or finterviews pod online and you shall find me and you can follow me and give me some abuse if you really want to or alternatively tell me how great i am i take both um until next time guys have yourself a merry little christmas and i'll chat to you later
Bye.